In today's show, we look ahead to Monday, the nine games on, what we're watching for, injury updates, streaming availabilities. Yeah, Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it. Indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lordner and the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com. And you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore B-Ball on TikTok at RedRock underscore B-Ball and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Today's episode is brought to you by PrizePix. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code LOCKEDON. That's PrizePix.com and the promo code is LOCKEDON. Thank you for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. Got nine games on Monday, a few big injury situations that I don't know when they're going to be cleared up, hopefully soon, but we don't know about a few things there. We do know about a few other things, but some big opportunities for value in terms of streaming. So, warning. Let's get it on, Gilly. (laughs) All right. The first game is the Celtics. And the Hornets, Boston, are eight and a half point favorites here. We know that Ubre is out. We know that Jalen Brown is out. JB, you've got it again. And I know so many people complain. Oh, why isn't Yahoo giving him the injured tag? Um, let's okay, clear up a few things here. You should always use IL Plus if you're on Yahoo every single time, and then you literally never have to ask this question: Where's the injured tag? Why is he game to game? Why is he only out? You never have to ask that question, and I don't think any league decision should be based or, you know, league waiver moves or waiting for things should be based on when someone gets given an injured tag. We heard crazy Joe Mazzula, sneaky Joe Mazzula, tell us he's going to be a week or two. But because there's been no official allegedly report on that, Yahoo's not putting him onto the injured list. Again, that is completely subjective. And in my opinion, 100% wrong. But you rely upon this now because you've set yourself up to be in this situation of not, not using IL+. And for some of you, it is out of your control. But it is another perfect example of why you don't use regular IL. You use IL plus every time. The other misconception is that Yahoo only puts guys on the injured list once they've missed three games. That is not true. That is not true. The reason, the, the way that they allegedly do it is if a player has been out for one week or is expected to miss one week, then they go on to INJ. INJ, terrible injured status, right? Um, that's what they're, it's not three games. It's expected to be out at least a week or has been out a week. That is their rule. It is not three games. And we could easily argue, and I would, that Jalen Brown is expected to miss a week because his coach told us that. But for some reason, they haven't been doing it. And again, you never want to have to, it's like position eligibilities. I think you need to have like loose, looser position eligibilities because you don't want to be in a situation where you're taking, either someone's taking advantage or you're getting screwed by position availability. Like, for example, Boyan Bogdanovich, I don't believe is listed small forward eligible, even though he's played that for weeks. And guys like you know, Jokic and Embiid get listed with power forward eligibility when they literally never play that position. Like, it can really screw things over when these sites make egregious errors or fail to correct things or change things or add things. I know that's a little bit of a mini rant, but this is an, just another reason, again, like, you know, four center limits. Oh, I can't add Walker Kessler because my worst center is Jakob Pertl. It's stupid. These things shouldn't exist. And I will do this 
in the off-season, pre-season, telling you again what I believe are settings that need to be removed or settings that you need to add to make your league function at the best of its ability. In saying that, Jalen Brown's out. Kelly Oubre's out. And the Hornets, with their absolute nonsense injury reporting, is Gordon Hayward out? I don't know. He's missed six games in a row. And you guessed it, he's been listed doubtful for every single one of those games. They are just going to do the doubtful dance again, like they did with Rogier and Cody Martin. Um, this has been almost two weeks for the hamstring injury. That's why I'm not ruling Haywood out of this game, because two weeks is a is a fair enough time frame. But he hurt his hamstring on the 2nd of January, and they never ruled him out. They just listed him doubtful. It's annoying. It's frustrating. It's quite literally unprofessional, I think to not provide that information. But he might be be back. I don't know. The other thing we don't know is Derek White left last game really early for the Celtics um, with a neck injury. We haven't had an update on that. I would be doubtful that he plays, but we don't know. We don't know his status at this stage. So what we do want to watch with Brown out and White likely out, Malcolm Brogdon. Brogo played 31 minutes last game. The other guy that got the big boost was uh, Peyton Pritchard, who played 27. Both of those guys, Brogdon's probably not available, but he might be. He's going to see a big bump, and let's see what they do there. I also want to watch Rob Williams, whose minutes are up, right? We think we're, I think we're good with minutes now. 29 and 28, the last two games. Is production there? Not really. We're not fully at max Rob Williams status. We'd love to get there, but we're not fully, we're not fully there yet. And just, I preach patience. You drafted him, you waited 11 weeks or whatever it was for him to come back, and we're still wait- we're just waiting for some of the production to step up. Do not drop Robert Williams. Do not trade him away at low value. The minutes are almost there. They're basically there. The production will start to come. And even, I, I don't even think he'll necessarily be the same permanent guy that he was last season. But I think he can be better than what he is. So don't panic. For the Hornets, Jalen McDaniels, it's been rough. He's been outside the top 200 over the last week. Not really producing anything. And if Haywood's back, I reckon he ends up as a drop. But I don't know that Haywood's back. And I'll tell you why he, I think he ends up, ends up as a drop. It's because Cody Martin exists now. And Cody Martin was not a part of the rotation earlier in the year. And that would mean that with Martin getting his 20 minutes, that there's, there's not 29 available for Jalen. So to me, Jalen's value is really heavily tied to Haywood's availability. And look at Terry Rogier, who is back, I guess. He's looking much better. The steals still aren't quite where they were. We've seen the assists fall away, but the scoring and the shooting percentages are way up. And this is why we wanted to draft him in round four or round five. Because we thought we could get efficiency. Then for 35 games, we didn't. But here we are. It's back. Is it sticking? Is it for real? God, I hope so. But we don't know. Today's episode is brought to you by Price Picks. Price Picks is daily fantasy, but it's not your old daily fantasy. It's a new one. It's easier. It's better. It's player projections. So they might see um, Rob Williams and have a rebound line at seven and a half. And you go, I think you can get more than seven and a half rebounds. Well, they might have Malcolm Brogdon with one and a half triples. You go, well, look, White's probably going to be out. Brown's out. Brogdon's probably going to do more than that. So we'll do more. And you get between two to six of those individual player projections, put them into one lineup, and you can win up to 25 times your entry feedback. This takes under 60 seconds to do. You can do it in over 30 US states. You can do it in Canada as well. And it's not just the NBA. You can do it for the NFL with the playoffs on. You can do it for college basketball, both men's and women's, European basketball, cricket, NASCAR, golf, P- oh, yeah, that is PGA is golf, um, it, boxing, um, and of course, the world famous disc golf. So download the Price Picks app or go to pricepicks.com and sign up 
and play daily fantasy sports. First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match of up to $100 with the promo code locked on. If you put in 100, they give you 100. If you put in 50, they give you 50. So don't forget to enter that promo code locked on at sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100. Let's do the next game. It is the Pacers and the Bucks. We do know that Tyrese Halliburton is going to be out of this game. What we don't know is whether Miles Turner's back spasms, which have cost him three consecutive games, are going to be an issue here. Now, in two of those games, Isaiah Jackson started and played 28 and 26 minutes. Of course, in the first one of those games, James Johnson started because okay, we can't always be smart, can we? Jackson is an elite stream. We talked about him on the waiver wire show earlier today. I have very, very big doubts that he's going to play 23 minutes a night when Turner's back. But can he at least get that backup center spot off Jalen Smith? It's an absolute no-brainer, but can he do it? Will they allow him to do it? We will find out. That's what we want to see there. And in for Milwaukee, I'm very, very doubtful that Christoph Middleton is going to play. Very doubtful. He could. Actually, you know, he's, well, no, he's not going to play. Sorry, what am I talking about? He's out. I'm very doubtful that he plays on Tuesday. I think more likely the Saturday game for him. But what I do have to look at is Giannis was questionable. He missed the last two games. This is the first of a back-to-back. Now, Giannis is listed probable for this game, but I think he's probably going to sit on Tuesday. And Joe Ingles is sitting Monday, and he's probably going to be back Tuesday. They've also listed Portis and Holiday as probable too. So I created this slide before I knew that Joe Ingles was resting Monday, so I had him as someone to watch. I'm not watching him anymore because he is out. They have ruled him out of Monday, and they will play him on Tuesday instead. On the paces, we are watching Isaiah Jackson. Not only if Miles Turner starts, but what his role is if Turner is back. Does he take over from Jalen Smith? Fingers crossed, please. And then I also watched Andrew Nembhard, who was really disappointing last game. He was disappointing the game before that, but more so in Saturday's action. Nembhard in that game only played 24 minutes. The shot has been completely absent. They even allowed Chris Duarte to do things and not Nembhard. I still think that Nembhard's a 12-team league guy. I'm not really convinced of Duarte. I think he's more of a 14, maybe 16-team league guy. But I want to see what they do with Nembhard and his role here with Halliburton out. For the Bucks, I do want to watch Bob Portis who's consistently being pretty solid. Again, when this team is healthy, whenever that is. I don't know what Portis' role is, but let's see what he's able to do. And then with the the Ingles situation, um, does that open up more opportunities for Javon Carter or Marjon Beauchamp or Jordan Nwora? Not anyone. It's probably Pat Connaughton with Middleton out as well. So Connaughton's at least worth a stream, given he probably plays 30 minutes in both of these games, Monday, Tuesday. So there's a little bit of something there. The Warriors and the Wizards, this is a back-to-back. For Golden State, um, Clay will be out tomorrow. James Wiseman will be out. Kaminga will probably be out as well, while Bradley Beal is questionable to return from his hamstring injury for the Wizards. On the Warriors side of things, it is a back-to-back. So you know what we do want to watch mainly is, I guess, Dante DiVincenzo. What does his role look like with Clay out? Can he get to have enough value there on Monday to be useful? I'm not sure. And then Kavon Looney. There is some, with Clay out, it does help Looney which doesn't seem right, but it does because it means they it's harder for them to go those small lineups. So Looney maybe sees a few extra minutes. For the Wizards, Monte Morris is going to return. He missed last game when they started Jordan Goodwin. Morris just can't get to 30 minutes or over 30 minutes regularly. So he's really, especially if Beal's back, I've got no real interest in Monte as a 12-team league player. I think Beal is going to return. I also want to watch Gafford, who played just 17 minutes last game. Was it because of the ankle injury or are they going to start him and play him reserve minutes and you know, prioritize worse players in Rui Hachimura? 
we'll find out. But they went really guard heavy. Twenty five minutes to Delon, twenty six to Goodwin, thirty six to Kispert. Like, how does Gafford? If Gafford stays as an eighteen minute starter, then he's not a twelve team league player. If he's a twenty five minute starter, then he is. And we really want to get some information on that because last game was a little bit frustrating. The next game we take a look at is the Raptors going to the Knicks. It is a back-to-back for the Knicks, but their game on Sunday has finished. Um, No one has ruled out at this point. The only injury concern is Freddie Van Vliet, who is questionable for the Raptors. He barely played in their last game. He played, what, 26 minutes? Um, So what I want to see is the big sneeze, Precious Achua, who got 28 minutes last game. So why? Why did he get those? Well, it's pretty obvious because Van Vliet played 28 minutes and Gary Trent played just 20 minutes. Is that the pattern for Nick Nurse at the beginning of this five-game week that Trent's not going to play and they're going to prioritize the Chua? I'd be very surprised. But earlier in the season, we thought that was a... Literally, Gary Trent got benched so they could play a center. So is this a possibility? And then what about Trent? Like 20 minutes a night is not enough for him to be a 12-team league player. But he played, what, 36, 31, 36, 42, 41, 40, 39 before that. It's probably a one-game blip. But we, we obviously want to watch it. For the Knicks, Ron Barrett, few minutes in Emmanuel Quickly last game. Quickly's now played 30 straight in two, or sorry, 30 plus in two straight games, making him a 12-team league player. Barrett's always going to have the concerns of his percentages. We know this. But how they establish those minutes. And, and of course, he's doing, the, Tibbs is doing the thing that I thought he could do in playing guys like McBride and Hartenstein and Toppen like 10 minutes or less, enabling Quickly to be a 30-minute and night player. And if he is a 30-minute and night player, he is a 12-team league option which might be useful for you. Pelicans-Cavs is the next game we're going to take a look at. Back to that Raptors game. If Van Vliet misses, then Flynn does become an interesting streamer. But yeah, not someone I'd want to hold on to all week. Pelicans-Cavs is the next game. The Cavs are five and a half point favorites. We don't have an official update on Brandon Ingram, but I'm just going to go out on a limb and say he's not going to play. I know, call me crazy. I don't think he's going to play. Herb Jones missed two straight with a back issue. I don't think he's a priority ad even if he is available to play. He's not. He's just a steel streamer. And we know that Zion Williamson is going to be out. Well, for the Cavs, Dean Wade suffered that shoulder setback, so he will remain sidelined. Um, Dylan Windler, is he ever going to play? I've got no idea. On the Pelican side of things, since we were like, all right, we've given Trey Murphy weeks, it's nothing's happening. The last two games, he's gone crazy. Is that because Herb is out? Maybe. But his minutes are up. He's producing well. He is worth grabbing for now. And let's see. Hey, have he, has he rediscovered form or is this a temporary blip? I also watched Larry Nance because, as expected, without Zion, minutes down. 20 minutes in the 18 minutes of the last two games and Nance has not really done anything. I don't think he's necessarily a must-roster player while Zion is out. I think when Zion is back and Nance is healthy and he's playing 25 minutes a night, then yeah, sure. In 20 minutes, I don't, I don't think so. For the Cavs, Don Mitchell, he was sick last game and his performance was not particularly strong. He really struggled with efficiency. So let's see, is he healthy? Is he going to appear on the injury report with that illness again? Can he get those shots to fall, which has been a real hallmark of his game this season with elite level efficiency? Let's see what he's able to do. And then Isaac Okoro, whose minutes are all over the shop. 23, 18, 29, and 15. And with them playing Osman 16 minutes, it makes it really hard for Okoro to play those 30 minutes. He's been better for sure, but not someone that I think we need to pay significant attention to in fantasy, but how they use him and his minutes and his role is is interesting because it does impact other players. Today's episode is also brought to you by Bilpa. Bilpa is the best tasting protein bar ever. We love delicious treats, but we don't want to be loaded with high sugar and high fat and high calories. We want something that's healthy, 
And that's what Built Bar is. 17 grams of protein in these bars, 130 calories, and they taste great. And their secret, you can tell everybody this secret. They don't care. It's 100% real chocolate. That's how they do it. 100% real chocolate on the bars. And that's what makes the difference to make them taste great. Now, in the past, I've banged on, I've blathered on, telling you, hey, go to Built.com. Go to Built.com. Go get your Built Bars. Built.com. Well, you can still do that, of course. But if you're at a Walmart, you're browsing around for a fishing rod, for a six-pack of orange juices, I don't know. You can go straight down to the pharmacy section and go, bang, I'm going down there. And I'm going to grab a four-bar box of Built Bar in one of their three great flavors. Oh, they've got more than three great flavors, but they've got three great flavors available. Walmart, cookies and cream, double chocolate, and coconut puffs. And then if you go to Sam's Club, which I'm going to be honest, I don't know what Sam's Club is. But if you do go to Sam's Club, they've got a 13-bar box. Brownie batter and churro, the two flavors they've got there. So not only can you order them online, a more deliberate, focused ordering, you can do it as an impulse buy at these stores as well. And you're not going to regret it. So get yourself a Built Bar. Try one of those four-bar boxes and tell me how good they are because I know they are. Built Bar is built different. Heat Hawks. Miami are one-and-a-half-point favorites here in this one. The um, situation injury-wise, Kyle Lowry has... Um, Still dealing with that knee issue. Double cheeked up on a Thursday afternoon. This will be his fourth straight game. He was already struggling before this. Is he a drop? That's going to depend on your individual circumstances. In a 12-team league, if you're dealing with multiple injuries and he's one of your worst two players, then sure. Right? It is hard to consider. He was top 60 for big stretches this season and he's really struggling and now the knee's flaring up and he's old and he has knee problems and it happens all the time. So if you do want to move on, I get it. But if you are in a, a comfortable position and you can withstand it, I think I would. But it's not mandatory. We know that Capella is likely... Well, Capella's likely out. Duncan Robinson's out. Cody Martin has missed, what, five straight games with this quad issue? He tried to come back and play through them, played two games and then missed the next five. If he is out, they will start Haywood Highsmith, I would expect. Um, in his place, Highsmith... Has played 20 minutes a night the last three games. It hasn't really res resulted in big performances, and I don't think he would be a stream. And then Bogdan Bogdanovic missed the last game with his own quad issue. His minutes were down the game against the Pacers where he played 27. He still remains a 12-team league player, but we have to watch that injury. On the Heat, the guy who's really been blowing up is Gabe Vincent, but was that because Lowry was out, or was it because Lowry and Hero were out? Well, we're going to get an idea because Hero's back. So Vincent should absolutely be rostered, but we'll see what the impact of Tyler Hero is on his production. He's, play, he's played 40 minutes a night here, Vincent, and putting up top 20 numbers. But with Hero back, how does that look? On the Hawks, DeAndre Hunter, he'd been making me look foolish. When I say DeAndre Hunter's a below-average scorer who never gets defensive stats or rebounds and assists and can be a poor shooter, then he put about four straight games together of unbelievable numbers. And then it went back to normal. While he is getting 36 minutes a night, the volume upside on him is worth having a look at. But does a leopard change his spots this quickly and for a long period of time? Probably not. Are we expecting consistent defensives? That's big rebounds and high efficiency. I am not. But while the minutes are there, it makes him a definitely more interesting as a 12-team league player. I also want to watch John Collins because 27 and 28 minutes the last two games. Why? Foul trouble. And he sucked, especially in that game against the Pacers that they won on the putback, coincidentally, from John Collins. He was, he was, like DeAndre Hunter, playing much bigger minutes, but it, fouls have been a real problem for Johnny this season. So let's hope he can stay out of foul trouble and get some of those minutes up. The Jazz and the Wolves in Minnesota. Kelly Linick is out. Towns is out. McLaughlin is out. We don't know about the uh, big fella, Rudy Gobert. Rudy Gobert. Rudy Gobert. 
Gobert left the last game with a groin strain. He played 13 minutes. It's also groin soreness, not a strain. A groin strain, I'd automatically rule him out. Is it just soreness? Is there a muscle strain there? We just add Nasrid. We're simple. If Gobert doesn't miss, then okay, we wasted an ad. If Gobert does miss and he's out for two weeks, then Reed is going to blow up. So you got to grab Nas. So I think I, I think that should be pretty straightforward. Um, and then on the Utah side, Larry Markkinen missed last game with a hip injury. Colin Sexton also missed, but that is likely just a rest scenario. Um, so he'll be back, but we don't know about Markkinen. On the Jazz, what I do know is that Walker Kessler is putting up big numbers. 30, 27, and 32 minutes the last three games as he took over from Vanderbilt as a starter. They have all coincidentally come, well, not coincidentally, actually deliberately since Olenek was out. They made the change. So is it only a matchup lineup change or will Kessler stay there next to Olenek? That's what I don't know. I think he probably will, but you absolutely can't leave Walker Kessler on literally any waiver wire. You can't. I also want to watch Taylor Horton Tucker who put up big numbers last game, 28 minutes. Now, is he even a guy that is going to play every night? I I honestly don't know. Because they rotate him and Agbaji and Alexander Walker and Fontecchio through. And guys sit and guys, they're all over the place. But last game with Sexton and Markinen out, Horton Tucker stepped it up. And if Markinen is out again, could THT be worth a stream? We need to watch that. I've already spoken about Kyle Anderson a lot. No, sorry, Naz Reed a lot. I'll speak about Kyle Anderson. I spoke about him a lot as well. You've got to have him. He's not a great points league guy, but you still got to have him. And in category leagues, you can't avoid it. He's going to play 30 plus. He's going to get rebounds, assists, steals, a block. He might have 10 points with two threes. You can't leave him on the wire. I don't believe. Jazz Grizzlies. Not Jazz. What's, what's this team? The Suns. That's them. Um, Booker's out. Cam Johnson's out. Campaign is out. But the big question marks are Chris Paul and Landry Shamit. They're both, you know, they've, Paul's missed four in a row. Shamit's missed three in a row, and their absence has opened up opportunities for Damian Lee and Dwayne Washington. Now, if they are out again, then we do stream Lee, and we could we can stream Washington, understanding that streaming Dwayne Washington means a likelihood or a potential chance of 30% field goal percentage. That's what he does. We also don't know about Dylan Brooksy Brooks, as I remember his sound drop. The word. And John Conchar, both of those guys missed the last game, and that meant that Zaire Williams got a start, and I thought he was okay in a start. He would at least move into streaming territory if they're out again. On the Suns, I do want to watch Damian Lee, who's producing pretty good value. If one of Paul and Shamit are out, especially if it is just Shamit, I think Lee is a really interesting stream for us. And then I want to watch DeAndre Ayton, who, I don't know, he's just he's just not playing very well. Is he completely mentally checked out of this team? Maybe. I can't really judge that. Are they going to move him in a deal? I don't can't judge that either, but it is January 15th. So where basically every player is available for trade. Um, I don't think they're going to move him, but things are weird with his production. Hopefully he turns it around. For the Grizzlies, it's been some pretty interesting stuff from Santi Aldama the last couple of games. Aldama's played 23 and 26 minutes. Now, I don't really buy massively into that, but it is something for us to watch. Jaron played only 22, game, 22 minutes last game in a blowout. So that's probably why, but let's watch Aldama's minutes and let's watch Des Bain, who still... Isn't pushing to 32 or 33 minutes, 29, 30, 29, 31, which is a little bit frustrating, but he's been great all season. He had that little um, stretch when he came back where the efficiency wasn't there, but that seems to have resolved. And we just hope he can push to a couple of extra minutes. 
The last game of the night involves two teams on a back-to-back, so it's hard for me to talk too much there. That's the Rockets and the Lakers. Kevin Porter Jr. missed on Sunday. Whether he plays Monday, we don't know. Pat Beverly was out on Sunday. He could return. And then I've listed LeBron James as questionable because he's been sitting quite a few back-to-backs with his ankle problem. We do know that Lonnie Walker, Austin Reeves, and Anthony Davis will be out. But who will return? Jalen Green, who was suspended Sunday. And Jay Sean Tate, the wild thing, he was suspended Sunday too. Eric Gordon is currently playing in back-to-back, so he should be available in this one for Houston. When we're streaming Monday, Tuesday, uh, the back-to-back teams are the Raptors and the Bucks, and especially with Ingles and Giannis likely missing games, or Ingles definitely missing games. Connaughton's get a little bit of a boost there, and the Raptors, well, Van Vliet's out there. We've got Flynn, we've got Achua, who can all get boosts in that value on that Raptors back-to-back, even Boucher perhaps. Um, for category league streaming for Monday, I really like Kyle Anderson, Quentin Grimes, Timothy John McConnell, Najee Marshall. Got Nazarene and Isaiah Jackson there, whose value might just be completely nerfed by Miles Turner and Gobert playing, which we don't know at this point, but they are really good ads. Um, Dennis Schroeder's a solid stream, as is Andrew Nempard. For deeper leagues, these guys are all available widely. Dillon Wright, Grayson Allen, Pat Connaughton, Troy Brown, getting some good minutes for the Lakers, Damian Lee, Santi Aldama, Jose Alvarado, and Torian Prince. Prince got some really interesting value. We'll talk about him a little bit later. Um, for points league streaming for Monday, uh, Najee Marshall, Kyle Anderson, Emmanuel Quickly, all of these guys are over 40% available. Dennis Schroeder, TJ McConnell, Isaiah Jackson, Naz Reed, Andrew Nembhard. Obviously, the Jackson Reed one's the same thing. We're waiting on the statuses of the starting centers there. If we look at the next four days, they're all low-volume days. So who are we looking to add to give us some value? Well, the first five names here are guys that just should be added anyway, I think. Norman Powell, Kyle Anderson's got three games over the next four nights. I think Terrence Mann's worth an ad with John Wall out. Um, He's going to start. George, I don't know whether he's going to play, but I think Mann is worth an ad. And same goes with Trey Murphy and, of course, Timothy John McConnell. You just add these guys and you use them. And then I think Torian Prince is very intriguing here. Now, Naz Reed's an option. We've already just talked about him being a good ad, but that does require some of Gobert's absence. But three games in four nights... Prince is getting like 25 minutes a night. Townsend and McLaughlin are coming back anytime soon. So Prince is 25 minutes a night, 75 minutes over the next four nights. It's not, not And it's available everywhere. It's not a bad roster stream. Quentin Grimes and Andrew Nampart are two guys who do get a little bit of a boost because of the schedule, but I do think they're still 12-team league guys regardless. And that will do it for me today. Don't forget... Follow this podcast, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app. And if you're here on YouTube, thumb it up. Leave those comments down below. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.